long expected Jesus born to set thy people free from our fears and sins release us let us find our rest in thee is our strength and consolation hope of all the earth thou art dear desire of every nation joy of every longing heart born thy people to deliver born a child Just kingdom by thine own eternal spirit, rule in all our hearts alone by thine all-sufficient merit, raise us to thy glorious Good morning everyone. Welcome to the High Kirk in this first Sunday of Advent leading up to the Christmas season. Uh, special welcome if you're visiting for the, the christening of Murray. It's good to see you all. And a welcome too to those listening uh, from home. A few uh, intimations. Uh, most of them are on the sheet there but just so we know that after the baptism, the Sunday club and crash meet down in the church halls, the kids are free to leave and have their own week special time. Uh, Gift Sunday is next Sunday. And we thanks for all the support over the years, and I'm sure it'll be continue this year for all the amazing amount of gifts that we get. Uh, where we provide the gifts for distribution to support people who are struggling and I think this year it's going to be particularly hard for, for a lot of people. Uh, there's a list there of all the kind of items uh, that we'd be looking for but anything would be welcome. And then on the 9th of December, Friday 9th of December at the church hall, uh, Aileen Kilchrist and friends are coming for a Christmas praise and share night and that'll be something to look, really look forward to. Aileen's uh, been visiting is for over a few years now, it's a few years since she's been, so it would be great if we could have a really good turnout for that. Uh, and then on the Sunday the 11th of December we have a church lunch, that's for, for your diary. Well we're going to, I'm going to let you keep your seats for this next hymn. This is one we've been learning for the whole of November. Prepare our hearts, O God, help us to receive. So we'll keep our seats as we sing and worship the Lord together.
It's just wonderful to see you this morning in this baptism service. And it's also been great for the High Kirk. We've had a, a number of baptisms very recently. And it's just great to see new life in the church. And I know it brings joy to the whole church family. And so, Jesus declares there in Matthew's Gospel, Full authority in heaven and on earth has been committed to me. Go therefore to all nations and make them my disciples. Baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And teach them to observe all that I have commanded you. I will be with you always to the end of time. Well, let's consider together the meaning of the sacrament of baptism which the Lord instituted. In the scriptures of the Old Testament, we learn that God was pleased in his sovereign grace to call a people to himself by adoption, to make them his children, receiving them into the fellowship of his church. He promised to be their God and the God of their children through all generations. This gracious promise he confirmed to them. The sign of that covenant was given to Abraham. It was the pledge that he would be their God as they would be his people. Well, in the scriptures of the New Testament, we learn that the covenant was no longer restricted to a nation. And now the sign of baptism was given to the New Testament church, so that we also might be assured that not only we, but our children with us, belong to God by covenant. Well, baptism does not declare a child to be born again, although it is our prayer and hope that our children come to know Christ personally in saving faith. The sacrament of baptism is a reminder to parents that our children are welcomed into the fellowship and care of a Christian congregation and are especially welcomed before the presence of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Then he, Jesus, took a little child and set him in the midst of them. And when he had taken him in his arms, he said to them, Whoever receives one of these little children in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives not me, but him who sent me. Amen. <laughs> ah, Murray, I'm now going to ask your mum and dad, Jessica and Greg, do you now thankfully receive Murray as a precious gift, and do you present him now for baptism? We do. Thank you. And Jessica, as a member of this church, you're also being asked to profess your faith in Christ and to promise to bring your children up in the Christian faith. And so do you earnestly desire for the Holy Spirit to effectually work in Murray's life all that is meant and signified by Christian baptism? And do you believe in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? And do you confess Jesus Christ as your Saviour and Lord. And do you promise, depending on the grace of God, to teach Murray the truths and duties of the Christian faith, and by prayer and example, bring him up in the life and worship of the church? Thank you. Well, let's join our hearts together as we unite in prayer. Let's pray. Oh, our gracious and eternal Lord, we trust and believe in you. Our gracious God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And we thank you for Jesus, our Saviour, 
your beloved and only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried, who descended to the dead. On the third day rose again, ascending into heaven, and now he is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. And so, Lord, we believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. And so may every heart bowed in prayer experience a baptism of the love of Jesus this morning. And now, Lord, we ask that you would bless Murray as we lift him up to you with great joy. And in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Well, we now come to the baptism of Murray, David, Thomas, Lee. Are you coming with mum and dad? Will we come over? Now, Murray, you want to come over? Will we? <laughs> no? no. Right. Come on. Daddy. <laughs> you know, you're fine. <laughs> Well, as we now welcome Murray for baptism. Ah, oh, you're all right. I'll come over here. Murray, David, Thomas, Lee. I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, the Lord bless you and keep you. And the Lord make his face to shine upon you <laughs> and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Amen. Well done. Well, Murray, you will always have a home here at the High Kirk. And we do welcome you into the church family and commend you to the love and care of your parents and all here gathered as well. The blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit descend upon you and dwell in your hearts forever. Amen. Well, I'm now going to ask the Godparents, Jamie and Deborah, do you promise to love and care for Murray, to protect him, to lead by example, and to encourage and support him? Thank you. And now I'm going to ask the members of the High Kirk, in fact, you're all very welcome to join us, but especially the members of the High Kirk, and if you're a member of another church too, I would ask you to also join in this vow where, you're, where the response is, we do. And so you may be upstanding. Well, you who are gathered here represent the whole church. The Church Universal, Word and Sacrament bring you the joy of Christ's presence into your midst. They also bring you responsibilities as Christ's people in this place. And so, can I ask you, do you welcome Murray and do you renew your commitment to God's help to live before all God's children the truths and duties of the Christian faith and to share with Murray the knowledge and love of Christ? Thank you. You may have your seats.
Now, if I can sneak in here. Now, we've got some special gifts as well from the Sunday Club, but can I first of all mention um, this morning we're going to be presenting Murray. Murray, you may forget today or parts of today. You'll probably remember the water being poured in your head. <laughs> but just in case you forget, we've got the, comp- the whole service today, the whole church service, the baptism service, we've got all printed out for you. And this is for your mum and dad too. So from time to time, you can have a wee read over to remind you what happened on the day. And so you'll have that presented to you as well. So that's for, the, that's for the memory box. And then also we present you with a Bible too. So this is uh, the child's first Bible, so we'll present you with that too. We'll leave that there. And then of course we have Murray's certificate of baptism. And so that can go in your bedroom wall, eh? eh? <laughs> with all your favourite pop stars. There we go. But can I now ask the Sunday Club to come up? We've got a presentation for you as well. Ah, you'll you'll recognise these friends, Marie. Thank you very much. Yeah. Oh well, as we give thanks to the Lord, let's let's pray. Loving Heavenly Father, we do praise and adore you. We also give praise and thanks for Jesus, our wonderful Lord and Saviour, who has revealed your merciful love through his birth, his baptism, his life, his death, his resurrection and ascension. Oh, how we thank you for your, for your gentle touch upon Murray's life and his parents, Jessica and Greg. Oh, bless their home, their family and friends, And bless Murray's church family here at the High Kirk. And so, Lord Jesus, we come this day to praise and adore you. For you are the light of the world. And we praise you for the way you identify with us. Through the rivers of baptism, you entered our difficulties and our mess. You also enter into our joys, our pain, our celebrations and our sorrows. You enter into our hopes and our fears. And so we ask now that you would fill us with your Holy Spirit of promise and continue to bless Murray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And by your grace, enable us and empower us to fulfill your calling upon our lives. And in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Our New Testament reading is taken from Hebrews chapter 11, verses 17 to 23. This can be found on page 1292 of the Pew Bible. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 17 to 23. By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had received the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son, even though God had said to him, It is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that God could raise the dead, and figuratively speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. 
By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to their future. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and worshipped as he leaned on the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when his end was near, spoke about the exodus of the Israelites from Egypt and gave instructions about his bones. By faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw he was no ordinary child and they were not afraid of the king's edict. May the Lord bless to us the reading of his word. To him be glory and praise. Amen. Let's pray together. He lives, he lives, Christ Jesus lives today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, that your Son is alive and moving among us. Father, we just pray that you will bless every head bowed here this morning, that you will touch them and refresh them. We thank you for the children that have been in the church earlier, Lord, and we just pray a blessing on each one of them, especially, Lord, and, and young Murray as he was baptised today. May you always be close to him and him to you, Lord. Our Lord, we think of the members of our family that, that don't know you, the parents, the brothers and sisters, the sons or daughters, and we just bring them before you. We just thank you, Lord, that they're special to us, and we know that they're special to you, even if they don't know that yet. So we ask you, Lord, just to send someone alongside them and talk to them about you. And we pray for those in our fellowship, Lord, who are unable to be here this morning. We pray for those who are unwell, maybe in hospital or, or, or sick, Lord. We just ask for a special blessing upon them, Lord, that you will be close to them and you will comfort them. We pray for those who are housebound, Lord, that they will be hearing this service either online or over the phone, Lord. And we just pray a special blessing upon them too that they will be aware of your presence and that you are loving arms around them. And Lord, we, as we move into the, the areas of the world that we live in that are, are troubled at this time, Lord, we continue to pray for the conflict in the Ukraine. And Lord, we just pray for peace. We just pray for both sides, Lord. Lord, that they may know you but more that they may know peace too. And Lord, we pray for the situation in Qatar and Iran, Lord, that as we hear because of the prominence at the moment of the World Cup, we pray for the, the women in, in those countries who are suffering unjustly, Lord. We pray that, Lord, that you will protect them. We pray a blessing upon them. And we pray for those who would make these ridiculous rules Lord, we just pray that you will open their eyes. Lord, we pray for them and we ask you to bless them. And Lord, we also ask, thank you for the opportunity that we have to bring your tithes and, your, and our offerings, Lord. Lord, we ask you to take them and use them for the extension of your kingdom. And Lord, as we hear your word, we pray a blessing upon Scott, that he will speak forth the words that you have given him 
and that you will open our hearts to receive. Lord, we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And so this morning, I want you to join with me as we consider the life of Jacob. And I want you to notice especially what change came, especially for the end of his life. We know the God of Abraham. We know the God of Isaac. And then many put a question mark, and the God of Jacob? The God of Jacob. Yes, Abraham was a great man of faith. He was the father of the faith. That's Abraham. And Isaac, yes, he was the son of promise. God had a blessing upon Isaac and he was called the son of promise. But what about Jacob? And as I go back thinking over Jacob's life, now remember, here's the Hebrew writer. He's writing to a church that were so discouraged. They were being persecuted. Christianity in the early church, it was awful. People lost their jobs. People lost family members, were, were killed because of the, of the faith for turning to Jesus. And so here's this small church, so disheartened, so discouraged. And the Hebrew writer writes this lovely, lovely letter, encouraging them, don't give up. Jesus is wonderful. Oh, he's better than anything you've experienced in life. And he's better than anything you could experience in death. Oh, to know Christ, your wonderful Savior, the great high priest, the captain of our salvation. Oh, to know him, the Hebrew writer says, there's nothing like it. And so he writes this wonderful letter. And then in chapter 11, the writer goes on to Remind the church of all the great heroes of the faith. Don't forget all these great heroes. And the Hebrew writer now lists Jacob. And you would think, okay, I wonder what aspect of Jacob's life the Hebrew writer is going to mention. I bet you the Hebrew writer will mention about him wrestling with God. Oh, how Jacob wrestled with God to get a blessing. Or maybe there at Bethel, where Jacob had an encounter with God, a life-transforming experience. Surely the Hebrew writer will mention, by faith, Jacob wrestled with God. Or maybe, by faith, Jacob had an encounter with God at Bethel. Or by faith. And there's many things you could almost list of the great things in Jacob's life. He, He was born miraculously. We're told Abraham became the father of Isaac and Isaac was 40 years old when he married Rebekah. Isaac prayed to the Lord on behalf of, of his wife because she was barren. And miraculously, the birth of a child came. Jacob. Yes, he had a miracle birth. Jacob's life was really one of Great torment and great blessing. He knew the mountaintops. He knew the valleys, the deep valleys in his life. He knew sunshine and he knew great storms in his life. And I believe that Jacob is one of these characters that we think, Lord, I'm so glad Jacob 
is like is like me. And maybe today you feel, well, Scott, I know what it is to go through storms, and I know the joys. I know what it is to suffer ill health, and I know what it is to have good health. I've known wonderful blessings, and oh, I felt days were so dark. Some days I could, oh, I could fight. Other days I felt like giving up. That's Jacob. That was the life of Jacob. But yet the Hebrew writer doesn't highlight Jacob the fighter. He doesn't mention Jacob, the man who encountered God. One writer said that you could really call Jacob not a fighter, but a failure. When you look at his life, his name meant deceiver. And he was. He was actually, Jacob was a manipulator for most of his life. He would manipulate people to get his own way. Have you ever met people like that? Who just manipulate you and you know that you're being manipulated. You know that they're trying to get something out of you. Yes, Jacob. Oh, he was a deceiver. He was also a quiet man. He loved just being at home. He was a fa- he, he just loved, especially, oh, he would please his mum. Oh, he loved his mother. But he always felt second best of his father. He knew that Esau was the favourite son. And Jacob was just, oh, well, I know dad likes me, but oh, I don't know if he loves me. That was Jacob. Always felt second best. And yes, he would do everything to try and serve his father. But he always felt a failure. That was Jacob. Also, when you look through his life, you could almost say that, well, yes, he may well be recognized as a failure because some would argue that, well, he wasn't a good husband. He wasn't a good husband. Remember Leah and Rachel? He also failed as a father. That's, that's the way Jacob probably felt it anyway. He showed favoritism in his family, especially towards Joseph and then Benjamin, the youngest. Oh, Jacob loved his youngest, Benjamin. And remember Joseph being given a coat there of many colors and, oh, and the, son, the other siblings, they always felt left out of their father's love. And they began to despise Jacob. And so, maybe the right is right. Maybe Jacob wasn't so much a great fighter, but maybe a failure. Yes, he was a conniver. Oh, he manipulated his way through life. Yes, he made everyone feel guilty uh, around him. He probably carried that poor me syndrome. Have you met people who have that disease, that dreaded disease? Oh, poor me. And then you feel that you have to do everything for them. That was Jacob. That was Jacob. And we're told that he also failed the family standard. As he met Pharaoh, Pharaoh had asked him, So, Jacob, how old are you? Now, that, in these days, that was polite. You don't say that nowadays. You, the first time you meet someone, you don't say, So, how old are you? But in this culture, it was very polite. Because if you could say that you were of an old age, that was a life of blessing. So if you could say, oh, well, actually, I'm 104. Or I'm 175. 
That was a blessing. That meant that, oh, you've had a blessed life. But listen to what Jacob said. The years of my pilgrimage are a hundred and thirty. My years have been few and difficult. And they do not equal the years of the pilgrimage of my fathers. Here he is at 130. And he said, oh, my days have been short. <laughs> he was 130. But what he was saying there was, yes, my days have been few. Because I'm not like my dad. And I'm not like my grandfather. They lived long lives, longer than me. And so Jacob, when he speaks to Pharaoh, he says, my days have been short and evil. That's, that's how he presents himself. My days have been short and evil. Poor Jacob. Yes, many would look at Jacob and say, what a failure. But notice that Jacob in himself felt a failure. Have you ever felt like a failure? Have you ever woken up one morning saying, do you know this, I had all these dreams. I wanted to accomplish so much. And there's so much that I still want to do, but I just don't know if I'll ever accomplish anything more. What can I do? My health isn't that great. I feel limited in what I'm able to do now. And, and I feel that I've lost heart. With the lockdown, we're now, we've come out of lockdown and rather than feel excited about life again and maybe some of us feel deflated and we just feel, oh, do you know, I don't know anymore. I don't have any motivation. I don't have any passion. I don't seem to have any life about me anymore. Poor Jacob. He felt like a failure. But you know, he was a fighter. That's what I like about Jacob. He was a fighter. He fought all his life. He fought, yes, for his father's approval. He fought for his brother's birthright. He fought for his father's blessing, to know that blessing upon him. And he even fought God himself. He wrestled with God. And we know that story well in Genesis, how through the night hour, he wrestles with God, longing for God to bless him. And here, yes, Jacob, to many, Jacob the failure. But to many of us today, we know him as, yes, Jacob the fighter. Oh, he fought all his days. He worked hard. So, as we come to the Hebrew writer now, as we read in chapter 11 of Hebrews, so what's the Hebrew writer going to mention of Jacob's life? What's the one thing that the Hebrew writer will highlight to say, now, if ever you met a man of faith, look at Jacob. What's he going to mention? And you know, this is what I love about what the Hebrew writer puts down. He said, look at this man of faith. Look at this faithful man of God. Look what he did. What did he do? We're told that he blessed his grandchildren. And he worshipped God as he leaned on his staff. Hang on. What? Is that it? Is that it? What about wrestling with God? What about... There's so much of Jacob's life. He could have said, by faith, Jacob did this. 
But no, the Hebrew writer wants to highlight something very special. Jacob was a blessing. He was an absolute blessing. And he blesses his grandchildren. He blesses his family. Do you know, as the years have gone by, I now, I just think, Lord, I would love to have a testimony like Jacob. I would love on my gravestone, not that he was great, <laughs> not that he was whatever, but oh, to have even on your gravestone, your epitaph, he blessed others. He was a blessing to his family. He blessed his grandchildren. He blessed his children. He blessed his church. He blessed people who he came to know. And he worshipped God. Even in old age when he didn't feel he had anything, yet he could still worship God while leaning on his staff. What a testimony. And you know, now, today, I would be happy with that testimony of Jacob. That I was a blessing to my family. And that I worshipped God even as I turn 104. And as I still come to the High Kirk preaching from here. As a very old man, wouldn't it be lovely? You'll all remind me then, you'll say, Oh Scott, do you remember what you said way back in 2022? You said you would love to go on your graves doing that you worship the Lord there leaning on your staff. Look at you now. You're 104 <laughs> and you still don't have a staff. You're still pretty fit. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> but you know, here's Jacob. He worshipped the, worship the Lord. You know, when you look at these great heroes of faith then, see when you now notice Jacob... And you think, do you know, he, he outwardly he didn't seem to be a very strong man. And then you look at all the rest of the heroes and you think, do you know this? They were all quite weak. They weren't, there was nothing really great in themselves. It was God who made them great. God touched their lives and the greatness of God just flourished through them. We're told, and what more shall I say? For time will fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, and David, and Samuel, and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the f power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, were made strong out of weakness, became mighty in war, Put foreign armies to flight. Yes, they were weak, but God made them strong. And Jacob was someone to the world who looked so weak. What a failure, some would argue. But oh no, he was a man of faith. He was a man of faith. He was faithful to the Lord even till the moment he died. He would worship the Lord even in his old age. And he would bless his children. I love how just in the closing of his life, his grandchildren, the younger one of the grandchildren, he blessed first. I just wonder if maybe Jacob learnt the lesson, not to show any favoritism, but oh, as he blessed his grandchildren,
Manasseh and Ephraim. No wonder he blessed them. Manasseh means your past is forgotten. I'm sure as he put his hand on Manasseh's head, his grandson, he w- I'm sure he would have wept. My past is forgotten. I'm forgiven. God has forgiven me all my past. It's now forgotten. The Lord takes my sins as far as the east is from the west. He forgives me. He has forgiven me. Oh, I'm going to bless Manasseh. You're going to be a reminder how God forgives my past. All my sins. And oh, he blesses his grandson. And then Ephraim. Here's Jacob in old age and now he blesses his grandson Ephraim. Which means fruitful through affliction and Jacob could easily say oh I've known affliction through my life I've known awful times but yet the Lord has made me fruitful God has blessed me despite the the storms that came despite the loss of loved ones despite such loss in my life God blessed me And look now, my children, my grandchildren, look at the family. And he blesses, fruitful through affliction. And so today, can I encourage each one of you, and it's lovely to join with Jessica and Greg, as they desire to see Murray blessed. And as I'm sure all of you desire today, oh, that our children will be blessed, that our families will be blessed and encouraged. And so can I encourage you today, be a Jacob, be a blessing, and that it may be said of us, by faith, they blessed their families, they blessed their communities, they blessed others, and they worshipped God, even right through into old age, they kept worshipping God, they kept after the Lord all their days. Oh, may that be your testimony. And so can I encourage hearts here today? I don't know what you're going through. Maybe you feel, maybe you're saying today, Scott, do you know this? I'm I'm glad you picked up on Jacob today because that's exactly who I feel like. And thank you that Jacob was not a failure. He wasn't a failure. He was a man, a woman of faith. And today, oh, can we just turn to the Lord that we will look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Will you join me today as we worship the Lord in this place? And will you join with me as you turn to the Lord, as you put your trust in the Lord? You may feel weak. Oh, my prayer is that today you'll know the strength and the power of God fill you as you turn to him. And that you will be able to say, I'm going to bless Manasseh today. I wonder how many of you here today have worries, you have regrets, maybe disappointments. Maybe you're carrying something of the past and you're saying, could God ever forgive me of that? I remember when I did that and oh, I don't know if God could forgive me. Oh, today will you bless Manasseh, your past forgotten. Will you come to the Lord and ask him, oh, to forgive you, to cleanse you? And that you can then bless Ephraim. And that you can say, Lord, through all the affliction, through all the suffering, through all the storms of life, Lord, make me fruitful. Let me, the rest of my days, be a life of blessing. Is that your heart? Is that your prayer today? 
Well, let's unite in prayer. Let's pray. Lord, I just want to thank you once again for bringing, bringing us to this place. And Lord, there are days where we do feel weak. Lord, there are days where some may feel as if, Lord, we're not successful. We feel like failures. And Lord, there are maybe others here today who feel, Lord, could you ever forgive me? Could I possibly get into heaven? Could I possibly be a, become a Christian? Lord, I don't feel good enough. Lord, maybe that's a heart here today. Lord, I ask that you would bless them. That through all their weakness, through all their doubts, through all their fears, oh, that you would make them fruitful. As we abide in Christ, as we rest in him, and as we look to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And so, Lord, we now worship you and we give thanks. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Well, we're going to sing in our closing hymn. This is a, this is a beautiful hymn. And if you're not sure, of the, if you remember this hymn, you'll know the tune. I'm sure all of us will know the tune, actually. I found a friend, oh, such a friend.
And so may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God our Father and the fellowship, comfort and the power of the Holy Spirit be with you all now and forevermore. Thank you.